Hello and welcome to Cumber Baptist Church Podcast. The following is taken from our morning service, Sunday the 27th of October 2019. This morning we are joined by Henry Capper, who takes his reading from Matthew, chapter 6 verses 19 to 21, and brings us a message entitled, Where is your treasure? If you have a copy of, of God's Word, to open it with me as we read some verses of, of his word of scripture found in Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 6. Matthew uh, chapter 6, the start of, of the New Testament. Just three verses we want to read this morning and think about in our time together. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to start reading from verse 19 and just read to verse 21. And this is, this is God's word. These are the words of Jesus. Do not lay up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In, in 1988, which was uh, a couple of years before I was born, you'll be glad to know, uh, the number one blockbuster film of that year was a movie entitled Rain Man. Has anybody heard of that film before? I'm going to ask for hands up. Yep, a few people have heard that's good, I am reassured. Uh, Rain Man uh, won the Oscar for, for Best Picture. It was a, a huge, huge success of, of a movie. And it tells a story of a, a sort of selfish, wheeler-dealer type of a guy called Charlie. Now, Charlie's played by Tom Cruise. You may know of Tom Cruise. And uh, Charlie discovers uh, throughout the movie that he has an estranged father who has passed away. And his estranged father was a, a multi-million heir. And he had this, this incredible <coughs> estate worth of, of money and all this, this incredible inheritance. But that is all left to his other son. It's not left to Charlie, it's left to his other son called Raymond. And Raymond's played by Dustin Hoffman in the movie. But the thing is, Raymond is heavily autistic. Raymond has inherited almost three million dollars, but he has no understanding of what that means. Raymond, because of his, his learning difficulty, has, has no real concept of money and its worth. And because of his autism, he really only can, cares and focuses on quite minute things. If you know the movie, he's really only focused on three things. And that is apple juice, cereal, and watching the people's, courts, uh, the people's court on, on TV. That's all he, can, he cares about. At first, as, as the movie progresses, Charlie is only focused on getting a bigger share of this incredible inheritance. But over the course of, of the movie, his heart begins to melt and he begins to care more and, and love and cherish his autistic brother, Raymond. Raymond ha has received an enormous inheritance but doesn't understand it. And he doesn't live like he has this inheritance either. Raymond has all that he could ever dream of at his disposal, but he's only concerned about apple juice, cereal, 
and a TV show. And as Christians, as we think about that and that, uh, and that illustration, can we be the exact same as Raymond? The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, says these words, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. See, God has lavished upon us every spiritual blessing through his son, Jesus Christ. Not with some, not with a lot, but with every spiritual blessing. So this morning, if you believe and trust in Jesus as your savior, God's word tells you that you have been blessed with an incredible inheritance. Our gracious father in heaven has has prepared a quite unimaginable inheritance. It's hard for us to actually get our heads fully around us around it and he promises that more than that he'll provide our our every need not our every want but our but our every need and even though we we hear those words even though we we think about those promises and we might even believe in them we know them to be true why do we spend so much time focusing about apple juice cereal and tv Is that the summary of your life? As as Christians, we have been richly blessed by God. Yet, the question is, do our lives reflect that gift? Do we live out of that mindset? Are we mindful of this this great inheritance that awaits us one day in in heaven? Is that what is motivating your life? Making your decisions, fueling how you live your life? Or do you live life consumed about everything that is temporary and that can rust, be destroyed, or be stolen? In the reading from Matthew's Gospel that we have just looked at, Jesus is in the middle of his famous Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 5 to 7. And this is early on in Jesus' ministry. And at this moment in time, he's talking to his disciples. So he's talking to those who who are followers of him at this early stage. And what an experience that must have been to listen to the the greatest ever sermon ever preached by by God himself. Jesus seemingly touches upon all aspects of of life within this incredible sermon. Talking from from love and anger to, to marriage uh, and divorce. And we arrive in the middle of, of chapter 6 to this short section where Jesus is talking about, and it could be headed on your, in your Bible simply as lay up treasures in heaven. And Jesus within these, these few verses provides a very clear contrast. It's very simple. We look uh, at verse 19 and we are told, uh, we are told two simple but yet profound truths about earthly treasure by jesus you can see it with me Uh, you can read it with me and he he says that earthly treasure can be destroyed and it can be stolen earthly treasure can be destroyed and it can be stolen but on the flip side in verse 20 jesus tells us clearly that treasure stored in heaven is the complete opposite it cannot be destroyed and it cannot be stolen. 
And then he offers this, this, this wonderful summary statement in verse 21. Famous words which read, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What, what is Jesus saying here? What is he really trying to communicate? Well, there's two key words in this verse, verse 21. And the two key words are treasure and heart. And understanding what they mean gives us the answer to what Jesus is truly trying to communicate to his disciples 2,000 years ago, but to us now this morning. Treasure. Treasure is a, is a prized possession. It's, it's something or, or someone that we, we dearly cherish. We, we aspire to keep hold of it. We, we strive to protect it. And losing our treasure, whatever it may or whoever it may be, would be just an unthinkable thought for us. Treasure represents the, the accumulation of, of what is valuable to an individual. Um, so once we think of Raymond in, in, in Rainman, what was valuable for him was, was apple juice, cereal and a, and a TV show. That was his treasure. Whatever we treasure is, is what our lives will, will focus upon. Whatever we, we treasure will be what we, we live for. Uh, thinking practically about that, we, we can treasure many things. And I want to say we can treasure many good and wholesome things. We can, we can treasure our jobs, our, our relationships, our finances, um, our, our morality, being, being good people, uh, popularity, being well thought of, um, our health. Even uh, we can think about within the church context, our service within a, a local church. Uh, we can treasure all these things up. Yet what Jesus, it, it, what Jesus wants to talk about in regards to the heart, and what he speaks about once he comes to talk about the heart, really puts that all into context and what he is wanting to say to us. For any initial hearer of this, and for any uh, who, who would have been coming from a Jewish background, once they would have heard Jesus talking about the heart, they would have known exactly what Jesus was getting at. The heart represents the core of a person's being. It's the real inner self. It encapsulates the whole essence of an individual. The heart dictates what the treasure will be for a person. It will set the trajectory for, for someone's priorities, for, for their motives, for their actions, for their ambitions, their security, their, their self-worth, and for their relationships as well. Now, if we were to move on a little bit and read, I didn't read onwards from verse 22 down to verse 24. We, we would read a number of verses and Jesus starts to, to speak about the, the eye as the lamp of the body and that no one can serve, serve two masters. And we may initially think once we read those verses, well, what has that got to do with what Jesus has just said in verses 19 to 21 and what we have just been considering? And the answer is actually quite simple. It has a lot um, it is directly connected. In fact, Jesus takes it, uh, takes it a step further. And what, and just briefly what Jesus is saying, in essence, if we allow, uh, if we, if we, if our eyes allow light in, if we are filled with the, the light of, of Jesus, if what we are looking at, what we are viewing is full of goodness, then we will acquire healthy, God honoring and glorifying motives. 
So what he is saying is, what we will treasure will be for will be for our good. What we will treasure will be what God has set aside for us. Also, if we serve the right master, if we follow and if we we love God, we will be set on the right course of life. We will allow the light of Jesus to infiltrate our bodies and we will focus upon the eternal treasures of God. As I was thinking about all of this, um, thinking about these verses, Matthew 6, um, chapter 6, verse 21, um, would probably be my favorite uh, verse of the Bible. Not that it's um, the the be-all, end-all. It's the verse in the Bible that I've often come back to um, and to reflect and to meditate upon in regards to my own life. As we consider what our, our, our priorities are, as I look at that verse and I think about what, what I am focusing on, what is the, the treasure that my heart has set upon to live for. And these are questions and thoughts that we all have to consider because we are all living within that context. We all have a particular treasure that our heart longs for. Very good things, very good things, treasures that can, can give us some sense of meaning and, and value. But we need to think deeply about if they are the real treasure God has set before us. There, there are a number of reasons why people aspire to, to collect, to accumulate as many treasures in this life. We, we can look for, for treasures and they, they, they offer a number of things to us. Let me run through a few of the things that they, they, they give us. These are, these are things that we want in life. Treasures on earth, earthly treasures, which Jesus has outlined, they offer some sense of security to us. They, they increase our, our personal worth, our, our value, our, our self-esteem. Earthly treasures can make you feel that you have some power. They tell you that you, you have made it, that you are independent, and that you don't need the help of anyone else. more treasures you have, the more you feel that you are independent. You don't need the help of anyone else. You've got it all sorted, let alone do you need the help of God. And finally, what I would, I would say is, and I think this, this sums it all up, is that earthly treasures offer satisfaction. They offer satisfaction. The more that we have, the more toys that we have in this world, the greater the feeling. But the obvious point and, and the relevant point that, that Jesus is, is making in these few words here is that we can't trust them. Actually, they're not even worth trusting. In an instance, they can be gone. They're temporary. Ultimately, when we breathe our our last, this side of eternity, they'll be absolutely worthless. As good as they may be, our jobs, our finances, um, our health, our relationships, once we breathe our last, they are of no value to us. So are we living lives that are, are more focused on in the, situa- uh, the context of Raymond, which is apple juice, cereal, and TV show? 
TV shows. And when we think of that and we put that in the, in the backdrop of God's great and eternal inheritance that, that stands before us, what is our response? I would say to you that, that the, the word of Jesus to all of us this morning is to set our hearts on the treasures of heaven. The treasures which are eternal, that are being guarded in heaven for you and for me. Treasures that are a gracious gift from our, our loving Father in heaven. God has, God has been so good to us. He's been so gracious that he has offered us something so much greater. Something so much sweeter. He has offered us a place in heaven for all of eternity. And the problem for us is we've heard that a million times and that can sort of become a, have a numbing effect on it that it's just words that we hear that we forget and we lose sight of the glory of what that is. We have eternal life before us. We, we will be in the very presence of God for those who love and trust him. Uh, there's many descriptions of heaven, of this inheritance that lies before us. And the, the, one of the greatest descriptions that I've ever heard is, is probably the, the simplest. And it's this, heaven will be everything good forever. Heaven will be everything good forever. I just love that. I think that just hits home exactly what lies before us. This inheritance of glory that lies before the Christian. Everything good, everything possibly good, it's going to be that forever. What a glory that will be. So let me ask you this morning as we, as we finish, as we conclude our time. Does your inheritance in heaven excite you, Christian? Does it motivate you in your life? Is it fueling how you live your life? Maybe God is calling you to remember that glory that lies ahead of you and to have that eternal perspective in your mind. We started off this morning looking at the words, I'm reading the words of First Peter. We have a living hope. We have an inheritance that is, is imperishable, it is undefiled, it is unfading. Would we be this morning and for the rest of our lives be, be a people, be individuals who, who look to, to that treasure, that eternal treasure, who prioritize that great spiritual inheritance and live that out in our lives for the glory of our God and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. And may God bless his word to us this morning.